<laughs> Honey. <laughs> Honey. <clears throat> Honey, wake up. You, you won't believe the dream I just had. <laughs> But don't you want to hear about it? What is it? Well, I, I was an innkeeper in this crazy little town in Vermont. I'm happy for you. Good night. No, nothing, nothing made sense in this place. I mean, the, the, the maid was an heiress. Her, her husband talked in, in alliteration. The, the handyman kept missing the, the point of things. And then there were these three woodsmen. But... <laughs> Only one of them talked. That settles it. No more Japanese food before you go to bed. <laughs> and, I, and I was married to this, this beautiful blonde. Go back to sleep, bum. Good night, Ellen. Mm. You mean beautiful blonde? <laughs> Go to sleep, Emily. You know you uh, you really should wear more sweaters. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What, what, what are you doing over there, Wackerly? Is it. That's, that song Have sounds. Have you ever heard the music of a man we like to call Hubert Lewis <laughs> and his news? Is it? Is this? This is it? Is this? This is it? Is that it's why you're wearing baby? Is that why you're wearing that party hat? Yeah, you even man. got a, You got even a bottle of champagne in there. Yeah. Of but what the fuck? You washed the slide? Or is that a new slide whistle? <laughs> oh, it's not even a slide whistle. It's a party horn. <laughs> My party. <horn. laughs> Don't you know a party horn when you see this? Oh great! You're wearing a D sucks a fat what shirt. What do you think it's like? <laughs> I get it. I get it. So you're celebrating. Oh, wait, wait. This... Here comes the part. Wait, don't talk over this. This is your favorite part of the song. <laughs> 392 episodes. We're gonna end the show. <laughs> this is it. I no wonder you. I, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen you this happy. 
pretty happy. I started drinking before the show, if you can't tell. <laughs> you no, know, I can tell you're pretty wasted. You, you look like you knocked, out, knocked down already like half that bottle of champagne. Well, yeah, I've actually moved on to the Aquavit, which is the water of life. <laughs> it's pretty gross, actually. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that tasting very well. Yeah. Um, you what, know, are you what are you doing to celebrate? Yeah, I, I understand you're celebrating. I, I understand. And, and I do know that... Uh, I don't like your tone, by the way. What's oh, this all about? I, I don't want to shit on your parade. I don't want to shit on your parade. And I understand by, by prefacing what I'm about to say with that statement, I have some bad news for you. It's not it. <laughs> this, this isn't it. <laughs> Let me turn this down. Hang on. Fade it out. I hate to break it to you like this, and I, I understand you, you got all partied out. This looks like it's like New Year's at your house. You're um, telling me this isn't it? It's, it's not it. I, I, I changed my mind this what week. What if I... Does this help? <laughs> no. I changed my mind this week. I, you know, I know we talked about it last week. We had some serious discussions, people. Me, me and Wackerly, uh, I was drinking this shitty bourbon that I bought called Origins. And I don't know what you were drinking, but we had, some, we had some serious conversations this past week about the future of Sick and Wrong. And, uh, you know, Wackerly was talking right, about... Right, and you told me it was it. I, I, you I know, I was, was planning it. on quitting. I, I was planning on quitting and focusing on some other endeavors in my life, such as The Obscenesters, you know, my other show. Uh, I was planning, I've been working on another book. I've, you know, that, uh, that, that idea I had about the animal fur yarmulkes that I've been working on? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to. Not uh, really. Well, they're yarmulkes slash toupees. You could use them either or. So even, yeah, that's what a yarmulke is. You can use it, any yarmulke as a toupee. Well, right? for a Jew, you like, oh, I have yarmulke. hair under there. I don't believe you. Oh, I do. Trust me. <laughs> well, take it off and let me see. No, no. God doesn't like that. Well, I think you get the animal fur and people wouldn't even question it. It just blends but, um, right into the hair. Yeah, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was furyakas is what they're called. But um, I, I've been working, I don't want to give the idea away, but I've been working on it. And then, and I was thinking, you know, sick and wrong takes up a lot of, a lot of time for me. I know, I know it takes up a considerable amount of time for you. Yeah. Um, a lot of emotional time. <laughs> a lot of drinking time. Well, you drink throughout the show anyway. Right. So anyway. I would be doing like, <laughs> I would be doing the rowing machine right now if I didn't have to do a podcast. <laughs> You'd be working out at the gym? My home gym. Yeah. I My imagine. Nordic track in the basement. <laughs> Nordic track with a beverage holder? Yeah, yeah I can see my, that. My Gatorades. <laughs> but so, so what changed my mind is I listened to a couple phone calls we got in an email it just it changed Once my mind. Again, damn you, listeners! <laughs> so let me let me play let me play the first call here that uh, that changed my mind. Hey, fucktards! This Great. is Jason from Missouri. Right, that I already want to. I already want to keep doing the show. Just from that, <laughs> those four words. Fucktards! Thought I would give you all a call before you quit doing the show. 392 or some shit. Exactly there, Jason. I've been listening since just about episode one. I enjoyed damn near every show. Not all of them, but damn near. Almost every show. I've never Jason's called enjoying. in before, never emailed, never joined the forum, never bought a fucking shirt <laughs> or an audible book. But I have ordered a shit ton of toys and shit from Adam and Eve. <laughs> you think he just buys like 10 flashlights? 
Good times, good times. The wife loved it. Oh. Yeah. If you fucking quit doing the show, I'll get over it. Wish you wouldn't, but I'll live. <laughs> and, and that's one of the reasons why I want to continue is, you know. Just that guy? Well, that you man. know, I was listening to this, and well, I'll play the rest of it in a second, but... The guy is so oh, earnest. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy is so earnest in uh, in in his love for sick and wrong. Although he's from Missouri, you know it's a conservative red state. Then um, he should go have sex with uh, Duramater. Oh yeah, I forgot that about would, her. Uh, be a consolation for the show, Indy. But but you know this. Well, he's got a wife. You know, he's not yeah, but I think this. she's a doctor now, and he could just pretend to like bust his balls on a. a f- farm fence <laughs> just go in there and be like hey can i get that asian doctor please the hot one <laughs> i love when our slutty listeners become more successful than we are right um that's not hard to do really. no <laughs> but 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 this guy think about this guy he he's you know from a red state conservative completely different mindset than than us but he's been listening since day one Hmm. Year one. Well, he's been listen. He listened since episode. I don't since think he episode like, one. Coincidentally, was just like the first week we started recording. Hmm, I think I want to listen to a podcast. <laughs> Go on iTunes. Look what showed up. You never it's know. One. I'm just going to try this new one. You never know. But 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 this know. guy. I think you know. I bet you in 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 normal life, like if we weren't podcasters, famous podcasters that lived in his iPod, he probably would never talk to us. Probably wouldn't no. even share a cup of coffee at the diner. <laughs> no. But we obviously play a role in this man's life. We've saved his marriage. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he didn't they... exactly say that. He said well, his wife was happy with the dildos. Those dildos kept them married. And well, those dildos were... Either. He said she was just happy with them. <laughs> I bet you, you know, I bet you... We've improved. You can say, you can say we've improved his marriage. How about that? Okay, we improved his marriage. But I bet you if it wasn't for the dildos and the Sick and Wrong podcast, they probably would have been married maybe three years. He probably would just take her to monster truck rallies or make her sit down next to him while he watches the basketball game. Well, how long have they been married? I don't know, but I bet you it's been longer <laughs> since he's been, <laughs> maybe at least seven years. Two years. At least seven, oh, years, seven through, years through uh, listening to Sick and Wrong because been, he's been buying dildos. But anyway, let, let me play a little bit more of this call, see if it convinces you to carry on. Being in a predominantly red state, I have a pretty hardcore Republican attitude. But surprisingly enough, <laughs> wait, I agree again. with you, liberal. Hippies. The implication there is that <laughs> because everybody else is conservative in my state, obviously I follow the herd. Well, yeah, <laughs> That's he, he definitely does. He does not support gay marriage. Um, well, he was about to say he. Well, agrees no, with actually, us, well, he agrees with us liberal people, but he, but I bet she has, I bet she has some conservative viewpoints, but he obviously uh, agrees. We probably would get into a fist fight if we met in real life. That's what you're saying. but you know what though? At the same time, we have probably influenced his decisions in this red state. If it it's wasn't for sick and wrong, it's not a particularly liberal show. I don't know if you've noticed. Well, it isn't, but I think there are some certain, certain standpoints. I mean, we, we've had on trannies and my brother and I, I, it's a mind expanding oh, show. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what, uh, what's probably made him more liberal, but it's not like we ever like <laughs> weighed in on our, on pro Obamacare <laughs> opinions or anything like that, right? Yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't like homeless people or, well, you know, giving them money. <laughs> no, no. But they do entertain me. More often than not. 
Who knew I would have a soft side for you Kansas San Francisco faggots? <laughs> Started with Kansas. Kansas. Anyway. <laughs> do people in Missouri think Kansas I'm order people a shirt are really, like liberal? So I can do my part. What are the Kansas? Kansas Even people though are like, uh, very conservative. engineer bitch that makes more money than I do. <laughs> and D is a goddamn dirty Jew. <laughs> That wow. probably still has his first penny he ever made. Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> I still <laughs> feel like I should donate something. Oh, how so, mighty, mighty white of you there, buddy. <laughs> you guys keep up the good shit. Or don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but it does matter there, my my Missouri friend. See, that's the thing, Wackerly. I listen conser- to that call. The conservative white male is, you know, that can never... No, never can ask for help. Always too macho, and that's him. He really wants to show it. It's keep going, but he, acts but he can't like just he come out and say it. He's got to be like, I don't care, but I really do want you to keep going. You know, he wants Aww. to give us. You know, he wants to give us a group hug. Me and you group at the same hug. time. I just think if you came us. within five feet of him, he'd try and kick you in the ball. <laughs> Shoot my kneecap. The only woman who touches my buttocks is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I listened to that. I would call. go in for the grab. But I listened to that call, and I was thinking, you know what? We are getting through to people, Wackerly. We are. This guy never once participated, never once called, but he's listening to every show. And yeah, you know, he, he buys a lot of dildos. I mean, that's more than a lot of the listeners do, I think. I, I'm just saying we're making a difference in someone's life. And so, so check this out. This email. I got this email to uh, the sick and wrong uh, hotmail address here. And this, guy, this is uh, from a UK listener. He says, hey, Dean Lance. I've been an avid listener since back in 2006. Episode four was when I first heard your dulcet tones. Oh, how the years have flown by. For six years, you've been my constant source of sickness in my boring, mundane life as I travel up and down the UK. Which I think that's, that's another reason why I think we affect people's lives. Is he a gypsy? <laughs> or is he a highwayman? He's a traveler. A pikey. A traveler. Um, a tinker. Maybe he's a truck driver or something. I don't know. Uh, as episode 392 could be the last time that I have a chance to get your input, I thought I'd contact you for the first time. He's another person who's never actually contacted us before. And ask a couple questions about the sickest and wrongest things I've ever done in my life. I can't tell this to anybody else but you two. So the first question here is, is that wrong? I stole all my boss's holiday photos so I can wank over his big busty wife. I also photoshopped the photos to make her more naked, or I paste her face onto hardcore porn. Is that wrong? <laughs> well, you, I'm assuming he did. He didn't take hard copy photos, and now they're like he just copied them off of a computer. I bet she just copied them in Photoshop. He's like probably taking yeah. her face and putting on like a porn star's body. I would love to say see the ones where he's like drawn in his own version of tits, <laughs> naked tits. <laughs> I would I would like to see if he was like taking her face or like if he has some actual like the printed copies of these photos and he's cutting them out and pasting them like a Cosmo or something or a hustler. Yeah. Right. Or put, why not paste your own face in the scene while you're at it? He probably does. So do you think that's wrong that he wanks over pictures of his big his wife's or his boss's big busty wife? I'm assuming she's pretty busty. It's it's fine. I think it's fine. Why not? If your boss finds out you're going to get fired. Yeah, know that. You know, uh, I was uh, working on an uh, issue of Penthouse the other day, and there's an ad for their wife watching group. It's like an online group of just wife watching. <laughs> you could be a wife watcher. 
It's I guess it's what is that like a peeping tom? It's a (laughs) fetish community where you put up pictures of your wife and other people put up pictures of their wives and you just watch each other's wives. Oh. Through through the medium of pornography, not you don't like go to the bush in the bushes outside. Like my wife's gonna be home alone, <laughs> eight I, to nine thirty on Tuesday. If you'd like, to, there's this little dark spot by the shrub in the backyard. You have first to, come first serve. You have to wear one of those camouflage like duck hunting outfits. Yeah, just a blend in goggles like predator. What are you doing back there? <laughs> oh, I belong to your husband's wife watching group. Oh, okay. Carry on. I was hoping it was just, you know, you just are really interested in what she does all day. Like you just like a PI or something like you just go. Oh yeah. You have to pay for that. You follow her to the store, you know? uh, Yeah. Well that, that, like you said, that actually exists. It's called a private investigator. (laughs) (laughs) I want to start a wife watcher, watcher group. (laughs) So wait, you watch the wife watchers. What are you doing over there? Oh, I'm just watching you. Just watching wives. Oh, you're watching his wife. Yeah. That's what I thought you were doing. That's why I'm watching you. (laughs) <laughs> it's just creepy to me i and don't so, hide though i just sit in the middle of the lawn i just follow why is the guy looking at that bush oh there's probably a wife watcher in there <laughs> he's a wife watcher watcher just just doing some watching over here never mind yeah. me carry on yeah do you have any lemonade um you could just see you can see wackerly's face in the in the like the bottom left corner of the window peeking <laughs> in while she's watching the kardashians no, I'm watching the wife watcher. I'm not watching her. Oh, and that a, implies that the wife watcher's inside the house, which is a scary process. Which is even creepier. I don't think wife watchers are allowed in the house. He's just in the closet. She calls the police on me. No, no, I wasn't looking at her. I was looking at the dude that was in the closet behind the slatted door. <laughs> That's my fetish, is to watch the guy watching your wife. It's not illegal. What he's doing is illegal. <laughs> he's trespassing. So the second question here is an is that gay question, which uh, is kind of our forte. Uh, he says, when I was 13 or 14 and my brother is 14 or 15, we used to give each other hand jobs and okay. suck each other I off. I don't need to hear anything else. <laughs> <laughs> we never came in each other's mouths, though, because that would be going too far. That's also mighty white of you. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really gay and very twisted. Is this and- a cultural thing? Is this something like, oh, in England... Brothers always suck each other off. It's pretty common. Yeah, well, you know, they, they say that the uh, royal family is an incestuous lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that means they marry their cousin, not that William and whatever the other one, Ronald McDonald. Well, I think their marriages are... are f- fucking each other anally. Well, I think, <laughs> I think their marriages are arranged. And because they're under such constant supervision, the only outlet they have is each other. So I bet you Prince William probably bummed the... What's the, the Harry. ginger one? Harry. I'm sure. You think so? I, I think you it. can actually get arrested in the UK for talking shit about the royal family. Ooh, I'm so worried. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the UK. They're angry with us. I'm not, I'm not going to get knighted. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> we're making that incredibly funny joke about William and Harry sucking each other off. I am giving you the knighthood, Sir w- D. Simon. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think his parents thought about uh, the two brothers? This is, I mean, this is I assume pretty they sick. didn't find out because he, you know, he's a truck driver. I assume he grew up in like an old school family, and like, wouldn't the dad just beat you senseless if you found the two sons <laughs> diddling each other with an eel? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> an eel. They love eels there, don't they? Almost as much as Japan. It's their dinner. 
So yeah, yeah that, that's totally gay, dude. And I'm I'm really surprised, and I think you're and lying. And incestuous. Yeah, no, it's it's gay and it's deviant. And I'm really surprised, and I think he's lying with this next statement here, that just to let you know, I'm a happily married 37-year-old white-collar worker from London. Does it ever come up? Like I, around the, they don't have Thanksgiving, but around the Christmas dinner table? Or, you know, probably wouldn't come up at the table, but you're, you're like having drinks and mom and dad are gone to bed or they're washing the dishes. like, hey, man. Do you remember when we used to give each other hand jobs? <laughs> yeah, how awkward would that be? It'd be perfect for a wedding, a best man wedding speech. <laughs> I'm really happy for Jeffrey. He's finally getting married. I think he found the right girl. I remember it was kind of touch and go for a while. How it was going to work out with him when we used to give each other blowjobs? Don't get me wrong. We didn't come each other's mouths. Just, just my one thing. I, just, I wish you guys years of happiness. Just, just remember, Margie, cup the balls, okay? Just oh, cup those it. balls. He likes that a lot. Once in a while, just the tip of a finger in his butthole. He likes just, that. just the tip, though. Don't go all the way. He'll so, tell you when he's going to come, so he doesn't do it in your mouth. It's <laughs> pretty good about that. He writes, uh, "Few that feels good to get that off my chest. Thanks for the support, guys. Keep up the good work. Without you, I'll have nothing to put the wife off her food over dinner." <laughs> keep it sick, keep it wrong. Goldfish. Uh, the UK, there's a postscript here. Man, do I hope my boss isn't a secret sick and wrong listener. So, so there you go, Wackerly. Here's another guy. He can't confess this to anybody. He's been carrying this, this secret inside of him for so many years. We don't judge. We ridicule. But we don't, we don't matter. I mean, if you no. think about it. He could have I mean, written this to Dan Savage or Dr. Ruth, honestly. But it wouldn't have been as funny. <laughs> No, it wouldn't have been. You know, I mean, we, we'll... Dan Savage is not going to call you a faggot, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like, well, whatever you like to do, that's fine. That's pretty much all Dan Savage's advice, right? <laughs> and think about this, though, too, right here. He says, uh, without you, I'll have nothing to put the wife off for food over dinner. So if it wasn't for sick and wrong and some of the stories and things that we talk about, think how much his wife would weigh. Then he'd have hmm. to go back to sucking his brother's cock because his wife is fat? Yeah. I don't think that's really a cause and effect. Uh, there's a good chance he might not be attracted to her anymore. Unable to, to uh, suppress those desires Husband. for his brother's dick. Husband, are you <laughs> sucking your brother's cock again? I had to. Look at the size of you. <laughs> you know how much Yorkshire if you pudding you've been so eating? fat, <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I think we're doing a service. And finally... This last call is the one that actually convinced me that uh, we need to carry on, Wackerly. This is the one that convinced me that this episode 392 is not it. Day once. It's Jonesy. Oh, well, oh, well just uh, the chose to uh, let me uh, do the uh, song of the week thing. <laughs> got a got a story for you, but it's, it's happened a long time ago. This was when I was like nineteen. Um, I had a it's a brilliant narrative. Had a bang my stepmother. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was well drunk, like and. Uh, <laughs> He's trying. Oh, fuck it. Tell me what her tits were like. <laughs> she, uh, she was 
fuck it. Tell you what, lads, call back another time. I'm too drunk. I can't. I can't talk. Oh, we'll try again next time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what keeps me going, though, actually. <laughs> that guy, that Jonesy right there, who tried so hard. He, try, he strained so much to try to get this story out to us. He's, he's obviously shit-faced. And what does he do? He calls all the way from England, the sick and wrong hotline, to tell us this story. And he tried. He tried to get through it. Right. We owe him. We owe him a second chance. We owe him a second chance to hear the story of Jonesy banging his stepmom. I mean, do you think there's a lot more detail to that story <laughs> that we missed out on? I wouldn't mind hearing at least three or four more good tries. <laughs> I mean, describe her. Did she have a big hairy bush? What was her underwear like? Where was your dad at the moment? Do you really, do you really think he was in some kind of position to, to be able to give you graphic details? I don't even think he, the guy could tie his shoes at that point. I mean, I'm, he fucked his stepmom when he's 19, not as he's giving this drunken phone call. He might have been stone sober back then. She was really drunk, he said. Yeah, but he probably can't remember it. He can't recall right now because he's drink. He's probably drank like what twelve Stellas. Right, but when he gives the when he back calls back in, I'm saying, right, he's gonna call back in, and that's that's the main reason why I think we need to carry on. You know, it's episode three ninety two. What about episode five ninety two? Thoughts. <laughs> People need us, Wackerly. I know it's on a micro scale, but we serve a purpose here. You know, uh, they can't call fucking Dr. Drew. No. With, Dr. with these type of calls. They can't call Loveline. Sure. These people are true deviants. Dr. Drew's busy, like, fucking up people who have addiction problems. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't care about somebody who sucks his brother's cock. Especially if it happened a long time ago. That's not Dr. Drew's business now. But we provide direction for wayward souls. You know, I, I, I just feel that they have nowhere else to turn to without advice. You know, for the, for advice, you know, we're here for them, and I think that's why we need to continue. So sorry to burst the burst your bubble, shit on your parade. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, nope. gotta know. No, just say so. We're gonna carry on, people. There's a lot of hot, not be... hot '80s birds in this Huey Lewis video. I tell you what, it's all at the beach. <laughs> I think Wackerly secretly really wants to continue, and I think he was uh, really depressed. I, I, although, I, I mean... I'm not uh, saying 592, fi- by the way. Did not agree. That okay, way. but now, just... Now, uh, now know, just the listeners never know. They always knew before, like, oh, well, at least they'll go to 392. Now they never know. Now it could be like a from-the-ville moment where just one week was like, it's done, no show this week or ever again. I think you'll know when it's done, when we completely disappear. The iTunes page will be gone. The website will be taken down. Facebook page is deleted. And it's as if we never existed. Yeah. I think that's how it's going to end. Maybe some but X-Files bullshit. Yeah, as if we never even exist in the first place. I'll have to get and it was all just James, a dream. the MI5 and Sherlock Holmes on the case. We need to find those episodes. I did never downloaded the third one. So this is it, people. This is episode 392, and we're going to carry on. There will be a 393. Um, Not necessarily. <laughs> you never know. That's <laughs> you don't know. Um, I did an interview this past week that I want to air on the show with uh, Lucian Greaves from the Satanic Temple. 
Uh, he'd been performing these pink mass ceremonies uh, over the gra- Well, he did one over the grave of uh, Fred Phelps' mother, Fred Phelps in the Westboro oh. Baptist Church. Do you hear about this, these pink masses? Yeah, to turn them gay, I guess. Well, so I mean, no, Fred Phelps' symbolically, mom, mom is gay in heaven. <laughs> they, they turned her into a lesbian in the afterlife. Do you think she but, was having heterosexual sex in heaven, and then just instantaneously she like went and started bagel bumping with a female angel? Box. Maybe Mary, Mother Mary. You know, it's similar to the posthumous baptisms, though, that the Mormon church does. Right. Um, But these are better because these are posthumous homosexual conversions. And the funny thing about it is the Westboro Baptist Church is actually really upset about it. Like they're like uh, they've they publish articles on their Twitter feed. They're complaining about it. Yeah. So it's it's kind of it's an epic troll. So uh, yeah, coming up next. Because conversion therapy doesn't work to turn gay people straight. So why would it turn straight people gay? In the afterlife? Or you know, at the, all. The, Well, you'll hear this guy, uh, Lucian Greaves, interesting guy, but he explains it and he talks about it. So that's coming up next. And then finally, uh, I have a couple guys, uh, strip club DJs, uh, working strip club DJs, uh, that do a Twitter feed called the Stripper Genius. It's at Stripper they're not, Genius. They're not like you. Like, you just gave, you gave up on it. You quit. Yeah, I quit. I quit the life. These guys, these guys are living the life. They're still they're in the trenches. Large. They're still, yeah, they're still shilling for dollars. Or so, so for these girls, uh, silicone enhanced titties. But um, yeah, they're coming up a little bit later. People, you can check out Stripper Genius uh, on Twitter. It's pretty funny. It's a funny site. It's just a bunch of quotes from strippers. But they help. Uh, they uh, answer some my two cents calls. So uh, before we get to this interview here with uh, Lucy and Greaves, um, we got a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. It's butt plug month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. Hello. Lucian, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm pretty good. It's D. Simon calling from Sick and Wrong. Uh, thanks for being on the show tonight. Um, My Lu- honor. Lucian Greaves here. You're the co-founder of the Satanic Temple and the officiator of these uh, current pink mass ceremonies uh, that, are, that have been vexing the uh, Westboro Baptist Church as of recent. Uh, you know, uh, Lucian, I got to say, I am loving this. I'm loving it. It's it's like I've got to say I am too. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, well, you guys are getting a lot of publicity out of it, a lot of exposure, and you know it, it's kind of an epic troll in a sense. It's it's like the Mormons, you know, posthumously baptizing Holocaust victims, but it's better because the victims here are members of a racist and homophobic asshole church. Um, exactly, and what's what's impressive to me is how many people realize that this was a targeted offensive and they've rallied in our support, especially since uh, the Meridian Police Department in Mississippi threatened to arrest us. The, you look at the comments on the articles, the, the swell of support on our behalf is, is kind of amazing when you consider what we actually did and in the name of what we did it in. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's such a uh, such a controversial uh, just concept in it, in its own. But yeah, I mean, the public is definitely rallying rallying for you guys. Well, if you think about it, who who really supports the Westboro Baptist Church, though? Uh, nobody in their right mind. And uh, 
you know, I've been open about the fact that I hope to be presiding over Fred Phelps's Pink Mass very soon. Oh, that's going to be great. Which is my not very obscure way of saying, I hope he dies soon. <laughs> All right, before, before we get to that, um, let's just start from the beginning here. What, what is the Pink Mass? And uh, who came up with the concept? Like, did, did, is this your creation, Lucian? Well, I was in, yeah, it's a, it's a co-creation between me and one of the other founders, but we were in uh, in Boston during the marathon bombing, and actually I'm based in the Boston area, Satanic Temple is New York based, and um, during the, after the marathon bombing, the Westboro Baptist Church said they were going to come picket the uh, funerals of the victims of the bombing, so we thought we'll, we would meet them there. You know, we, we went to... Uh, and confront them? What's that? You're going to confront them, like just what with your own picket signs? Yeah, yeah. We, them? we thought we should have a presence there too, and we got there, and uh, there were no, there was no shortage of angry Bostonians there, and uh, the Westboro Baptist Church, for as bombastic as they are, used to people hating them. Um, they had a failure of nerve in this case, and I, I think it was probably best for their physical safety that they didn't show up, but they. <laughs> Tweeted a message that had this cheap Photoshop image of one of their crusty old bags standing there with God hates bag signs and we deserve the bombs or whatever else, hovering uh, angelically above the, the angry crowd that awaited them. And they said that they were there in spirit and they were happy that we had been thinking of them or you whatever. Know, it's not so often. We decided we, right, we, we decided we wanted to reach out to them in spirit, in kind. So that's when we came up with this idea. <laughs> I mean, it's not often, though, that they end up, like, you know, cowering and running away. Because, I mean, they, they, you know, they pick at funerals of dead soldiers. Um, it's almost everything that they do is in poor taste. So I'm actually kind of surprised. Well, well yeah, I, I tell you, the scene, the scene in Boston was volatile. I don't know if they had if somebody scout the situation beforehand, but... Um, I I think they would have really had a difficult time escaping unarmed from the from the angry Bostonians that soon after the the bombing and coming there with uh, with this message that we deserved the bombs because of gay marriage. Yeah, I couldn't imagine uh, the Bostonians being very pleased about that. You don't want to mess with Boston, seriously. You don't. Well, and, and have, have you been to Boston? I mean, it's pretty. It's a small city, really. It's a really compacted city. So when these things, when this happened, the bombing happened, it was local for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. And this, was, this, this affected everybody in the Boston-Cambridge area. So, you know, nobody, nobody felt removed from that. So they essentially had a situation where everybody, uh, there was definitely some very strong ill will that might have been acted upon. Definitely, and understandably so. So the you came oh, yeah. up with oh yeah, Ooh. you you decided to retaliate. Sorry, you decided to retaliate in kind. You came up with this uh, with the pink mass. Explain what the pink mass is and uh, how how you how it's performed. Well, you know, I put on this ostentatious set of horns that can be seen in the photographs, and. Uh, and recited some words, and the important part was that we had a couple different homosexual couples make out over the graves, and um, and that was about it. And then we were all packing up and leaving, and inspiration struck me, 
and I pulled out my nutsack and, and rested <laughs> on the grave for a moment, which was a controversial move even amongst my other Satanic Temple members. They thought that kind of cheapened the whole thing and that it shouldn't have been done. But So it wasn't really that aspect of it wasn't officially part of the pig mass. That was all me. I, I, th- and, I think it's uh, kind of a coup de gras. I like it. I think it's a good touch. Yeah, I, I think so too. But that's all me. That needs to be separated from the rest of the Satanic Temple. But that's how things went down over there in, in Meridian. And then we packed up, we left, and we left the cemetery exactly as we had found it when we had gotten there. And then we went out to, uh, to a restaurant that had a bar, and the bartender asked us where we were all from and what we had done, been doing in, in Meridian. And everybody was thinking really hard about how do they respond to this. And I told him exactly what we had just done and who we were, and he laughed heartily, <laughs> slapped me on the back, gave me a drink, and you could tell he didn't believe a word I had said. Who's going to make that up? That guy was, I, <laughs> but who's going to deliver that? So deadpan, too. Yeah. You know, I told him that, and he, had, he figured, Dude, this guy's obviously screwing with me, but it's funny. And I, I really wonder now. I, I hear it's a big uproar in Meridian. It was their top story if you watch the local news report. But, yeah, I um, saw an article that well, they were interviewing like the police chief or the police captain. Well, you have to you have to see the uh, the video um, from WTOK. It's so funny because um, on the one hand you have the sheriff and he's saying that this is a rare kind of crime one he hasn't encountered in a long time. <laughs> Who else has done this? What what is he talking? Right. Yeah, exactly. How, when has he ever come across this before? I mean, how many but, people uh, have teabagged a grave? <laughs> you know, or, or how often have they run into this pink mass? Was it yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds very original. To me. Already, yeah. But uh, what was really funny about that report is they present it as though they're also revealing the, that this is part of a deeper conspiracy that we were doing this towards a grander goal and an even more sinister one, and that goal cleaning the highways of New York City because they show our uh, our campaign to fund our uh, drive to adopt a highway in New York City and they say that, you know, part of the reason we had done this pink mask was to draw attention to this and they present this as though, you know, there's a publicity kind of stunt tone in which we can't let the Satanists get away with cleaning the goddamn highways. <laughs> <laughs> As if that's like an evil project here. Uh, I was going to get to that in a second, but uh, I wanted to clarify the grave that you were doing this pink mass on was none other than Fred Phelps Jr.'s mother's grave. And by doing this pink mass, you turned her into a lesbian in the afterlife. Well, is, is that how it works? Well, not to split hairs on semantics, and this is something I've gone through with other interviewers, and they've kind of not... Uh, not presented this properly, but uh, at my core, I'm an atheist. The, sat- the Satanist thing is a metaphor. You know, mm-hmm. it's a metaphorical narrative by which we contextualize what we do, you know, as a movement, that kind of thing. But it's a very important one. You know, it's a cultural construct also, and it has a very powerful imagery and aesthetic, and we embrace that entirely. Mm-hmm. But I am atheist. I don't believe in the afterlife. But our feeling is that due to Fred Phelps's belief, he is obligated to believe that his mother is now gay in the afterlife. And if 
freedom of belief is inviolable and we have the right to our belief, then nobody can challenge our right to believe that Fred Phelps now believes that his mother is gay in the afterlife. <laughs> but, but, but by, I mean, by his belief system, though, that would be true. I mean, you've, you've converted her in the afterlife. I mean, you performed and you can a say ritual. What he will about not believing that. We will continue to believe that he believes his mother is gay in the afterlife. And so, but it's in perpetuity because every time a same-sex couple goes there and kisses over the gravesite, the now gay deceased is supposed to be pleasured in the afterlife. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. And right. So you know, we weren't uh, we weren't doing this in ill will towards his mother. Um, she'd be much better off if this were the case. And so when you say Meridian, that's just for our uh, non-American listeners here. That's in Mississippi. But the Westboro Baptist Church yep. is in Kansas. But Fred Phelps, his family and his brood is in uh, – they're, you know, they're from originally from Mississippi. Um, are you planning on converting any more of his ancestors to uh, homosexuality? Well, he still has a father. Um, and his father was buried some 38 minutes by car from his mother. And um, he also has his great aunt, who he was raised by after his mother died, Irene Jordan. And we, you know, we, we have them lined <laughs> up. We know where they are. And we think that it might be appropriate to turn them gay as well, depending on Westboro Baptist's own future activities. Yeah, you know, I was wondering, uh, what was the reaction? Have you heard anything from the Westboro Baptist Church? No, they've been tweeting about it, and um, they gave a statement to ABC News, which showed uh, the really the, just the depths of their unintelligence and failure to grasp the world around them. It was a senseless statement, and it's they're like a broken re- you know, broken record, and they say the same thing with everything. And this time. It's funny because it particularly was senseless. When asked about our pink mass and what they thought, they said uh, something to the effect that I'm paraphrasing, but this is pretty close. He said, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if uh, we're dancing on graves or in hot air balloons or some other arbitrary thing. I don't remember. Um, But uh, homosexuality is a sin and the punishment, the wages of the sin is the death penalty. And so... You have to wonder what what question that was in response to, because the idea is of being gay in the afterlife. So where does the death penalty fall in, and yeah, how, how does that it relevant? apply? I, it, it, it's completely yeah, yeah. irrelevant. So I, 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 so I was wondering if anybody there actually had the mental capacity to grasp what was what was going on here, what was being said. But um, they do seem quite bothered by it, as evidenced by tweets they've been sending. Uh, they, if you look at uh, WBC says, or or something like that, one of their Twitter feeds, they've been tweeting at um, each news report that failed to mention that that we were threatened with arrest. And they Mm. they kind of, I don't know what their point is in that. Maybe they feel like the threat of our arrest vindicates some idea that they're right and we're wrong or whatever else. It just seems kind of like an arbitrary fact to throw out there. It doesn't really change anything. But they seem very hot and bothered by the whole thing, and that, and they, they seem very excited at the idea of the arrest or the arrests that will never happen. Well, you know, I was going to get to that here. What what were you going to be arrested for? I mean, is it trespassing? Isn't the cemetery well, a public going. space? 
Well, that's that's the comedy of this all. If you could see this cemetery, you'd say there's no way they ever pursue trespassing violations, um, especially with somebody who's there during the day, which we were. Yeah. It might be another thing if it was dark and at night. But the fact of the matter was, we came. it's a large cemetery, so where we pulled in, there were no signs that posted hours. There was nothing that said that it wasn't available to the public. And it it is available to the public. And in fact, when we got there, there were people walking around the cemetery, and we waited for them to leave. And I'm sure they they were in no fear of being arrested, and if they were seen by the local law enforcement, nobody would have stopped them. And uh, so there's no gate. No hours posted, public cemetery, and they were saying that this is trespassing, or they were trying to. When the when the sheriff first went on his, the uh, local news network, he he had all kinds of bombastic talk about, you know, that they were preparing to arrest us and everything else. The other charge he said was indecent exposure, and another one was criminal mischief. And, the, and those he said he was going to charge us with. At the at a minimum, you know, those were at the minimum what they were going to charge us with. Well, today yeah. it came out that uh, the judge would not sign the would not sign the warrants for those, but they did settle on desecration of a grave, which is actually a thing. But even that doesn't apply, and I'm not sure why the judge would sign that one when he didn't sign the others, because every definition of of desecration of a grave that I looked up. Involves some kind of material damage. Or some kind of permanence to it, too. I mean, it's not like you were taking a a can of spray paint and saying, you know, spray painting Satan on it. Vandalism applies, um, you know, damage to a headstone or whatever else. That applies also. But also, um, when they talk about uh, desecration of a grave, they're talking about when people try digging it up, you know. I mean, whether they're... Who knows what they're doing when they dig them up, but we didn't do any of that, and we left the cemetery exactly as we found it. And so, yeah, so there's really no basis for that charge either. But if you look today, uh, the media actually went very hard on uh, on the sheriff and on the uh, and on the owner of the cemetery. If you look at some of the comments, you know, people are brutal about these, you know, calling them these ignorant rednecks or whatever else. So uh, the sheriff really seems to have changed his tune today when he talked to Huffington Post and everything else, and he admitted that, you know, he, he can't get us for out of Mississippi. But if I were to cut, they, they seem particularly interested in me. You know, I think you in particular? Really Is it because you were the one who uh, defiled the gravestone with your testicles? They didn't say that. They just said okay. they were searching for the leader. And, uh, oh, okay. And uh, Huffington Post reported that it was Lucian Greaves they're looking for. Now, keep in mind, I haven't heard anything from the Meridian law enforcement themselves. You know, I, I've read this all in the news also. But now he's, he's admitting that, you know, he can only get me if I come into Lauderdale County and that it's a misdemeanor charge and it would be, uh, you know, no more than a $500 fine. Mm. So this is a complete version from days before where he, he was engaged in this bombastic talk. And I think it's good that people went hard on him for that because somebody in his position should realize what their limitations are, even if he's deeply offended by what we did, and even if the people of Meridian are deeply offended by what we did, he's still constrained by the actual legality of it, and he really has no basis. Yeah, and I mean, if it's... he was responsible, he would have told these people that, you know, 
he, he discussed it or not, he had no, you know, he has no grounds to seriously take action. Well, a free, it, it comes down to a freedom of speech issue. I mean, look how the Westboro Baptists justify protesting these funerals. I mean, why aren't they arrested? Why aren't they charged with trespassing or inciting a riot or, um, you know, the various charges well, that could be applied to that? Honestly, I could have taken a shit on the grave, and it would have been far less offensive than anything the Westboro Baptist Church has done, <laughs> because she's been, his mother has been long dead, and they go to uh, grieving parties. You know, they, they go to active funerals where burial hasn't even taken place yet. Yeah. Family members have to see them ranting and raving and screaming about their own, their, their own agenda in hijacking the event. So what do you have in mind here for uh, when the Grand Wizard, Fred Phelps Jr., uh, ends up dying? Which could be any time. I mean, he's in his 80s. This could be next year. This could be in, uh, yeah, yeah. This no, could be in three I'm, months I'm from now. Was, yeah, I'm hoping it was 10 minutes ago, and I haven't heard about it yet. <laughs> I, I mean, the sooner he is dead, the better. Fuck that guy. You but know, yeah, I, I, will be, I will be officiating over his pink mask, and, um, and I really, you know, I really don't care what the... the other members of the Satanic Temple say, I'm really going to have to whip my nuts out on that one, too. <laughs> I think you should take a shit on that one. Um, you know, it's funny, uh, sick and wrong, a couple uh, a couple of years ago, um, a previous episode, we discussed we were planning on a big, massive death party uh, for Fred. So um, maybe we should collaborate and uh, organize something. Maybe we should. And we were tr- we were actually thinking that maybe we could come up with a ritual that applies to uh, converting somebody who's still... It would take a massive ritual. There would have to be a lot of pomp and circumstance. But if we could get a certain... Uh, sorry, a bug flew in my mouth. I'm sitting outside. Damn it. Mm. Maybe, God, maybe God's not on my side after all. <laughs> but, um, no, if we, if we got that critical mass, maybe we could turn Fred Phelps gay before he hits the grave. Hmm. You know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be so uh, surprised that uh, if he's if he isn't gay, because anyone who hates gay people that much and anyone, anyone who's that level of a homophobe has something to hide. You know well, that? that's the funny thing. We, we've gotten a lot of letters of support from people of various faiths, which has been most interesting to me. We've gotten a lot of response from people who they feel the need to say that though I, I subscribe to this belief or whatever, I, I we you know, deeply approve of what you did. And we've even been getting that from Christians. And people get into their religion for various reasons. And um, But one of those reasons for people like Fred Phelps or uh, Rick Santorum or whatever else is because they probably grew up in a culture that really frowned upon homosexuality, and they have this certain self-loathing about their mm. hidden desires, and they feel that 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 the religion they subscribe to helps them keep that in check. That separates them from these animals that they don't want to be, you know. And that's why, obviously, we get these problems in the Catholic Church or whatever else. They're they're trying to with their religion. They're trying to drive back what they're ashamed of in themselves. And it's so transparent. Oh, it's, it's so transparent, transparent with some of these people. And, and they, you know, it's surprising to me when other people are surprised when we have these cases like. Ted Haggard, yeah, or, T- Haggard, that's uh, who I was thinking of. Right. Or certainly the forthcoming Rick Santorum scandal. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, well, I can't say that for certain, but um, I feel that, I feel that he, he's definitely on the watch list, along with uh, Sean Hannity. Yeah, I definitely think uh, there's a good chance Santorum's going to be found doing something 
um, unspeakable in an airport restroom. Uh, you know, probably oh, in the next he, couple he of years. Disflaming. I, I just don't understand how that's not obvious to people when Santorum is standing there. Uh, just everything about him just reeks of, of repressed homosexuality. Yeah, yeah, and if he would just break down and, and give in, uh, the world would be a better place. I hope he's caught in like LaGuardia or something just giving a blowjob to Fred Phelps Jr. I mean, how great would that be? Giving, giving a blowjob. <laughs> um, so, so uh, r- real quick here, tell me about the uh, Satanic Temple. When was it founded? Uh, wh- where is where is your group located? Well, we're based in New York, but we don't have an official office or base of operations yet. But we are in the process of incorporating, and we are um, vetting this through lawyers and everything else. And we do have a lot of actions planned, and we're really getting this together, and it's exploding far faster than any of us expected, but um, we really are going to take this to the next level in a way that um, people can try to marginalize it as a joke or whatever else, but it's not going to matter because we're going to be forwarding causes that matter to us, and people won't be able to ignore them. So we we are going to set up an office space somewhere. I don't know which... which what. Uh, what real estate that is right now, but it will be in New York, and um, we will expand. We're considering the idea of chapter houses and other locations and that type of thing. So even though it's called the Satanic Temple, it's, it's more of a, like a movement or a civics rights group rather than an actual religious organization. Well, we are, um, we are taking back religious rights for minority groups and even non-believers. Uh, Religious rights are for everybody. Religious exemptions, um, these kinds of uh, of uh, rules of, of our that guide our consciousness, um, our conscientiousness in general. They're for they're for all of us, I and mean, we feel like we're taking that back, and we're applying it um, where usually only one side of the argument has been heard. And I don't know if you saw uh, about our Rick Scott rally in Florida. Um, back in January, but we per, that was our first that. real yeah that was our first real outing. And what we did was um, we went there to support uh, Rick Scott's pushing through of Senate Bill 98 in Florida. And what Senate Bill 98 was was a a Senate bill that allowed for inspirational messages in school, essentially allowing for prayer in school. And some people were very upset and disturbed about that, obvious breach of church and state. But we feel like so long as that's your position, let's let's take advantage of this. And we went there to rally in support of Senate Bill 98 on the grounds that now children in school who might not otherwise be exposed to Satanism, we're now going to be able to become aware of the satanic inspirational message in school and pray to Satan as they saw fit. But, I mean, do, so, do, do you think there so, should be prayer in school, whether it be satanic or Jewish or Christian? Well, that wasn't the language. It was, uh, it was inspirational messages, so there shouldn't be prayer dictated by the school. You can't stop a student from praying, but people should also know that whatever they put through for one religion applies to them applies all. Applies to the others, so yeah. All cut, yeah, there's all cuts every way. So you open that door... We're going to walk in, and we're going to walk in like we fucking own the place. <laughs> As well you should. 
So does the uh, Satanic Temple have any affiliation in any way with uh, LaVey's Church of Satan? No. In fact, I, I'm not sure if people really, if the general public even knows they still exist. Yeah, do really they? Just, uh, I mean, is there an actual... Well, they're, they're, well they, they're a website, and they sell membership cards, but they, they really kind of stick doggedly to this idea of, I don't know, they seem to be based on this cognitive dissonance that uh, that doing anything or, or being active in any way is, is somehow bad form or whatever else. We are all about action. We are all about changing the social consciousness. We're not about proselytizing, but we're about getting the message out there for those who would understand it and embrace it. And to me, as you were to your point earlier about us seeming to be more of a uh, action network than a, a religion, um, to me, it's not so important that we dictate people's beliefs so much as we uh, embrace the people who follow our social activities, you know, who uh, agree with what we're trying to to change the culture to be. Engage someone with a so similar it, mindset. It, it, yeah, yeah. And the point of an organization to me is to, is to affect that kind of change. Otherwise, it's just kind of self-masturbatory and... and you're buying a sense of identity with your $200 membership card, which which is what it costs to join the Church of Satan. $200 membership card. I didn't yeah, know, that. I didn't that's know that. You, and, and that's what you get. You get a you get a membership card you and you, you have your sense of identity. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. But that that's really a, that's really all it is, and um, and that's fine. It, you know, if people. If you know, if there's people who need that just to define who they are to themselves. We embrace them, too, you know, if they come around to a position where they decide they want to do something that that affects change and actually takes action, we're here for them as well. Well, that's good. So you you're, you mentioned earlier about the Adopt-A-Highway program, uh, and you have an, Indiego- you have an Indiegogo set up for it, right? Uh, crowd, uh, public funding, crowdsourcing thing going on? That's correct, yes. Right, so exactly. What, how can people get involved? How can people support that? Well, they can go to the Indiegogo page and they can uh, and they can contribute funds to uh, so that we can not only adopt the highway, but that we can do the two year. I think it's two year, at least two year maintenance upon the highway. Mm. And the New York City Department of Transportation will put a sign up um, declaring that the Satanic Temple. Uh, has adopted this piece of highway and maintains it. And we think it's an important message to show people that Satanists are involved in community works. And hopefully that forces some people to reevaluate what is actually meant by Satanists at all. Well, and, it's, it's uh, destroying the, the stigmas. Yeah, well, causing people to evaluate this and realize that there's no inherent value on these words. You know, it's kind of a supernatural belief that you can see on certain websites. Uh, there was a Christian website that covered our Adopt the Highway thing, and um, they, they covered it in very disparaging terms, and they get a lot of readership. But what was interesting about these comments is some of these people were forthright saying that despite what we ourselves even thought we might be doing when it came to doing good public works, we couldn't help but be doing evil, and this would lead inexorably to murder and other kinds of depravity only for the fact that we were doing it 
in the name of Satan, it didn't occur to these people that there's some kind of subjective value on this, that there's a changing mythology of Satan, that there's not only this idea of Satan as embodying cruelty and, and disease and everything else, which we obviously don't adhere to, but there's this literary Satan of, uh, of Milton in Anatole France, who is an icon of, of rebellion against tyranny and the pursuit of knowledge in the material world. Yeah, try and, explaining and that to, a, to an evangelical Christian. I think all they hear is Satan. Um, right. So you could learn more about Pink Masses and the Satanic Temple at your site, and your site is uh, westboro-baptist.com? Correct, and we also have a main website, which is The Satanic Temple, all one word, thesatanictemple.com. TheSatanicTemple.com. And that gives an idea of where we fall on our tenants and everything else. All right. Well, uh, you know, I invite people to, to check that out. And uh, Lucian, it's been fascinating talking to you, and I completely support your cause. Um, and that I hope you continue. Yeah, so uh, I think I'm willing to do a follow-up interview anytime as things unfold. Okay, yeah, I would love to follow up with you uh, just to find out what, what, what happened and everything. But uh, thanks for being on the show. And I'd like to give a thank you to Shane Bugby for uh, connecting us and uh, setting up the interview. All right, uh, take care, Lucian, and um, yeah, I, I fully support the cause. Great, thank you very much. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. So we have some special guests here to uh, help me out with some phone calls. Um, we have Dance and Jack from uh, Stripper Genius, the Twitter Hello. page. Yo. What's up, you guys? Thanks for being on the show, man. Dude, thanks no for problem. having us. This thanks is awesome. for having us. This is fantastic. Yeah, this is kind of a, a bit of a... Cross promotion here, a dirty, dirty cross promotion. Um, <laughs> they all are. Yeah, you you guys have this uh, popular Twitter feed called Stripper Genius, which uh, what, why, why not explain it here to uh, the audience? What what is Stripper Genius all about? We uh, um, yeah, we go both, ahead, Dance. We both work in the in the strip club industry, and it started off with uh, Jack and I and two other employees. Uh, inevitably one of us would have the night off. So we would be missing out on what's going on at the club. And it started off with me and Jack texting each other. Just like, man, you would never guess what, what this bitch just said. And like, <laughs> and just send him a quote via text message. And then my nights off, I would get it and we'd send it to the other guys. And it was always just, you cannot believe some of the dumb shit we hear. Oh my God. And, at every strip then, club across the country. Yeah, exactly. And then it turned into, like, I sent one to Jack one night, and he was, like, out somewhere watching watching an MMA fight, and he got it and responded with, dude, we should make this a Twitter feed. <laughs> and that, like, that, like, it dawned on all four of us that are involved, like, it all hit us at once, just like, oh, shit, actually, that would be perfect. It's a fucking good idea because strippers say some of the most nonsensical statements I think I've ever heard. And it, you know what it is, though? It's not like they're doing it on purpose. It's just they're – it's like stream of consciousness. But, yeah, they're barely conscious. 
And a lot um, of the stuff too that comes in, not only you know, not only from dancers, but I think just club patrons in general. Managers. You know, I, I think it's something about just like bars and you know, kind of strip clubs in particular that just kind of kick it up that extra notch. Where if you want some grade A stupidity, um, you gotta you gotta go to a strip club. You know, it's it's not necessarily their fault. It's like you know, they they get a little alcohol in them, and next thing you know, there's a hot chick naked on stage. You're in this pussy trance. You're not thinking clearly, and you just say some dumb shit. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> so it's, and it's a, a lot of times, what happens. A lot of times, it's not even necessarily something that is like stupid per se. It's just kind of asinine in like a sweetly innocent, stupid kind of way. <laughs> or it's just something that is just funny out of context. You yeah, know, that's, like, that's what it is. Out of context too. Like if you're at work, you know, at the bank, and you're saying this shit, you'd never hear that. Yeah. But it, but it makes sense in a strip club. But it sounds funny when you read it on Twitter. So you guys started this. So before you guys doing it, what what do you do at the strip club? Are you a manager? Are you a DJ? Um, two of us are DJs and two of us are bouncers. Oh, okay. All right. Well, what do you do, Dance? Uh, I'm a DJ. And uh, Jack? Uh, I actually was a DJ. Um, I've, uh, I have since retired from the life. Um, kind of. Yeah, yeah, moved on, but and that was that was recently. That was in like the last four months. Um, so I, I've transitioned from uh, strip club DJ to sign salesman. <laughs> okay, so you're no longer in the industry. You just got out. Yep, yep. I've, I've you know, I did my twelve years, and uh, you know what? I think I've I've earned my my stay of execution or whatever. <laughs> and I'm just ready to go. How long have you been doing a dance? Uh, three and a half. I got in it, uh, kind of through Jack when we met, we met back in Oh five and when we both worked together in radio and then, uh, eventually that led to me being at the club and I've been there three and a half years. That's kind of, that's kind of how I got into it was, uh, doing radio and not making enough money. And then all of a sudden just kind of, you know, ended up uh, doing the strip club DJ thing. Next thing you know, it was, I was making too much money to not do the strip club DJ thing. And then, yep. uh, yeah, and then eventually I got canned. So, so what are the girls <laughs> dancing to these days? Like, well, what are they? What what song do you have to play five thousand times a night that you just hate? Ah, oh, shit! Right now, um, anything that involves two chains. Like, oh my god! Dude, why? Why do they like that? Is in such a bad place right now. <laughs> I don't understand it. Even um, that guy's name is retarded. Yeah, it's. Like, the things that are really grinding on me right now are uh, that, like, anything that's coming out of modern hip-hop right now, and the folksy pop rock, like, uh, Lumineers, Coldplay oh, with a banjo wow. kind of shit. Got Lumineers. I, w- I wonder how they would feel about their, about, like, some slutty chick getting naked to their music. I don't get it. I don't. I don't I can't, understand it either. I can't, like, hear Mumford and Sons and think... <laughs> sexually stripper yeah i don't know what their thoughts on the subject would be but i bet their thoughts would be very pretentious yeah that's why i i I could see mumford and sons and the lumineers being like how dare this woman besmirch our music (laughs) you know i mean i just i used to think back when uh when i worked at the strip club i I write about you guys read my book but i i write about it like when i got into it this is like i don't know early 2000s when i got into it i just assumed you know, because I'm, you know, I'm older and I grew up, you know, in the, with hair metal. And I, I just assume that that's what girls dance to. Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and Poison because, you know, they're sluts in their videos. And it just made sense. 
And then once, once I started working at the strip clubs, I realized, no, they don't. They dance to R. Kelly, and they dance to 50 Cent, and they only dance to hip-hop pretty much. You know, some, was, there are some rock girls, but for the most part, they like hip-hop. And a rock girl is always a treat. Like, if, you know, it, it makes my night, like, on a Friday when I'm just hating life because I hate the music that I'm having to listen to. <laughs> and then some girl's like, can I get, like, Rammstein? It's like, and yes. Just like, oh, I, my God, you're well, a saint. I would love nothing more than playing Rammstein. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, like when you get that one girl that, you know, this new chick that shows up and she's like, hey, you got any Slayer and Metallica? And you're like, oh, my God, I love you. Mm-hmm. Where you have know? you been? It's like that exactly. girl's going to get a lot of favors. <laughs> I used to always think like if R. Kelly came to that club and saw this like fat, disgusting chick rolling around to his music, I think he'd, I thought he would have been mad at me. Like, how dare you play this for this girl? I did not write this song for that fat piece of shit. Just R. Kelly just insulted. <laughs> so uh, what, what, what's the, uh, the response with the chicks when they, they hear about your Twitter page? Like, do you guys have to keep it secret from the, from the club owners and from the managers? No, the club owners actually liked it. They were, they were behind it. Um, we, always, we always just kind of... You know, everything that we wrote down, like every quote that we put together, we kind of, you know, we didn't really we didn't really let the girls in on it. But a few of them kind of <laughs> caught on. So there were times when, like, they'd say something stupid and they'd see one of us going for our phone to make a note of it. And they'd immediately have to go, don't put that on Stripper Genius. <laughs> I can imagine them probably trying to, like, watch what they say when they're around you. <laughs> yeah, there there were there are many, many a time when that would be the case. Yeah, yeah that but is I've, that is funny. I've on more than one occasion gotten a girl like in mid sentence, just like stopped and looked at me and realized like who she's talking to, and then be like, you know what, never mind, and just walk away. And then there's also there's also times too when like you know we'd get a new girl in, and you know dance would text me on like a Tuesday night, and he'd be like, dude, this girl is gold, man, just talk to her. And like as soon as she'd come in, I just you know we'd have to strike up conversation just to get as you know mine as much gold as we could. Um, you know, there were, there were several in particular that, uh, that would just spew out nuggets of wisdom that, that we would, you know, get weeks worth of material out of one conversation. So definitely. Those, those were always good. Yeah. The more meth, the better the quotes. You know? <laughs> yeah. so who's the, who's the oldest dancer at your club? Oh my God. The oldest God. one that works there. Hands down. I want to see if I have you beat. I know we're both thinking of the exact same one, but <laughs> I don't know if I can... I th- I, I want to say she just had her like fiftieth birthday. Shut the fuck up! You have a fifty-year-old woman working <laughs> Honestly, at your club. That sounds right. That sounds accurate. Did Actually. she look good? <laughs> <laughs> like what? I mean, try try to describe her to me. I'm just picturing. You remember that uh, that episode of South Park where it's like that one haggard creature is like, "Do you want to dance?" <laughs> uh, like if you, um, I, I don't know. Like if you were if you were to take you know say like. Like one of those, uh, you know, one of those sluts in a Motley Crue video that we all grew up with. And, and just imagine her living that exact same lifestyle up until she was 50. Still smoking. Like the way. Still drinking. The, the best I can do this, like, I won't be able to pull the actor's name, but you know the guy on the cover of The Hills Have Eyes, the original? Oh, yeah. And then put like a wig and some eyeshadow on. Good God. Yeah, that's just uh, you know we used to call it the uh, we used to call that girl the Marlboro girl because every time she get on stage everybody would take off and go smoke a Marlboro. 
because she was just <laughs> you know it sucked as a as a DJ. We had we had a woman. She wasn't quite fifty, but she was definitely late forties. Her name was Erica Idol, and she uh, she was hideous. She had big, massive, like double G titties though, and she was in like Jugs magazine, and then she was in like over forty and forty plus, and she'd want me to say that on the microphone. And uh, as soon as she would get on stage, the entire like erection section up there in the front row would just clear out like immediately. And you know, and you're trying to be like, you know, gentlemen, bigger the bills, bigger the thrills, put some dollars up on that stage, and it's like. Then finally, I would just be like, oh, fuck it. Look at her. <laughs> Who wants to get anywhere near that? <laughs> I'm you don't using, like that. I am and- using fuck it, look at her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people would pay her to leave their table. That's how she made a lot of money. Like, she'd make, like, 20 bucks. And it defies all logic, but that one actually does make money. Yeah. Fucking hand over fist. She's giving out hand jobs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just leathery, brutal <laughs> hand crazy. Job. Anyway, uh, thank you. Know, I'm, I'm glad you guys came on my show. People, you should definitely subscribe to Stripper Genius. It, it's hilarious. You got your guys, your guys' Twitter page is hilarious, and that's why I'm happy to have you guys on here. And thanks for uh, checking out my book and promoting it. And we're doing this little cross promo thing. Oh, dude, yeah, man that that book to me was it was it was awesome because you know dance. He's only been in the industry for a few years. You know, I've put my time in, so like our reactions to the book were very different. Like we both really enjoyed it. Uh, dance was like, oh my god, like I can't believe this stuff, and I was just like, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, you, you're <laughs> like I've done this before. <laughs> no, it was gold. Like, like in in this line of work, like there's not a lot of things that you like relate to so hard as as that. Like I enjoyed that so much, and it was just the the little things. Like I need to play a long song because I got to take a shit. Like yeah. <laughs> that is funny to us. And almost nobody else. Yeah, I only imagine. if you've been there, you know. Yeah, like that is a joke for for five people, kind of thing. <laughs> it was like that kind of thing is what is what I dug so much about that book. That was so good. Well, uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna give you guys some copies uh, to pass out to some of your fans on uh, on your page. Yes, so we will cool. be uh, we'll be tossing those out uh, to stripper genius followers here. Cool. Yeah, we're happy to spread that gospel. Well, so I'm going to have you guys help me out with the bit that we do here in Sick and Wrong. Uh, um, we do. We, there's a couple different bits, but one of us, one of them we haven't done for a while is called My Two Cents, and it's a uh, just kind of like we dish out some advice. I don't know why they ask us for advice, but they do. So um, I'm going to have you guys help me out here. Uh, people, you know you can call the Sick and Wrong hotline, 206-666-3846, and you can ask us your My Two Cents questions, and we will try to answer them. Probably not the best answer you know, that you'll ever get, but, uh, but an answer nonetheless. Um, let, me, let me roll the theme music. My Two Cents with Dean Lance. So uh, let's get to the uh, first My Two Cents call here. Hello, Sick and Wrong. I'm a long-time listener here. Really appreciate the show, but I want you guys to make me feel a little better. So I've had sex with this girl that I met off OkCupid twice. Today was the second time, and both times, I just couldn't get it hard for her, so I just end up sitting there after five minutes apologizing to her, and she's trying to console me, saying, oh, it's okay, it's okay. (laughs) It's the worst. And um, I don't know what's wrong with me. I think she's the best-looking person I've ever had, personally, and I didn't have any real trouble getting it up with other girls. Sometimes nerves would, you know, keep it from 
launching a little bit, but it'd always get back up, and I'd always be able to finish. So I don't know what's happening with me lately. Maybe I'm going celibate. Maybe I should just become a eunuch, you know, keep it sick, keep it wrong. This guy sounds depressed. What to say? Like, I don't want to tell him the wrong thing because I don't want to suicide on my conscience. Yeah, so, uh, God. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we've all been there. That sucks. It sucks. Usually, you know, I've only been there usually when it's like a lot of alcohol or cocaine's involved. Um, but, it, it, but it still sucks nonetheless. I'm wondering if this girl has like a weird pussy. That could, yeah, that could be. You know? Maybe, uh, maybe he just really wants her to be a dude. <laughs> that that definitely could be like maybe she doesn't have the right genitalia yeah like like that's my two cents just picture like a dude's ass <laughs> see if that does it you need but, to, you need to explore all options who knows if maybe that's your thing maybe 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 imagine the man ass if that doesn't work um i would try uh Laying off the alcohol, if that is the culprit. That's usually my downfall. Well, you get too drunk, you get whiskey dick, you know? And then then I don't even try to explain, I just pass out. It's like, all right, maybe in the morning. But that, but it sucks when it's the second time that you hooked up with some hot chick you met on OkCupid, because that's probably, if you don't get it up the second time, you're probably not going to get a third time. I would take that as a fact that uh, you should scroll through some more OK Cupid matches because I don't think that one's going to work. Yeah, well, you know what he said that he never had a problem with other girls, so I don't, I don't know if it's necessary. He's into dudes. I'm thinking maybe you're just not into this chick. Like I remember, I had this girl that had the worst tramp stamp I've ever seen in my life. It was like the worst, hands down, the worst tramp stamp. It was like this kind of cheesy tribal looking thing, and in the middle was like a skull but it kind of looked like one of those insane clown posse kind of faces on it and it was smoking a joint like smiling smoking a joint so every time i'm like you know hitting it from behind i'm having sex with her you know from from behind i'm just staring at this thing smoking a joint looking back at me and it just uh just ruined it well i just didn't have sex with her from behind anymore <laughs> but maybe that's what it is here maybe this this woman's got like this weird tattoo or a weird pussy and it's just not working for you move on go find another one yeah exactly yeah. don't 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 give it that a third try because if because from the sound of that dude's voice if this happens a third time he's not going to be able to call in again <laughs> yeah, we, we won't we won't find out if it worked or not because we just won't hear from him I mean, yeah, he probably's not gonna call back. But seriously, you know, or uh, or go get like uh, what's the, what is it, uh, uh, Viagra or Cialis or something. Pop some of that shit. Yeah, I mean, there's modern science can't cure fucking cancer, but it'll make your dick hard. Yeah, boner pills, dude. Yeah. I think that's your answer. Um, here's another one. This one's this one's kind of weird. I don't even know quite how to answer this one. Hey, pick and roll. This is Rachel. And I have a variation on an is that gay question. It is, is that CP? Um, is that? You know, she said, is that CP? And she's trying to like come up with this, a variation on a bit that we do. We do a bit called is that gay where people call in and they do something gay and then they're asking us if it's gay or not, which we always say usually it's gay. But uh, this is a totally, this is not even a is that gay question. This is a my two cents question. I think she just has the uh, nomenclature wrong. But um, 
So she's asking, is that CP? And what she means by that is, is that child porn? But here, here um, you can hear her explanation. Child porn. Um, if you're an adult and you give pictures of yourself, like nude or I don't know, any variation, to someone else, is that still child pornography? If you're a legal adult and you're giving pictures of your own self to someone else as a child still? Um, I have some other people this, and I kind of have my own opinion formed of it, and I know that it may still be against the law, but what's your opinion? Do you think it's still child pornography if you give a picture of yourself where you're nude in a child to someone else? Is that still <laughs> child pornography, even though you're a willing adult and you know what she you're said- doing? Anyway, thank you. God, I hope this chick isn't a mom. God, no doubt. So is, is she like basically saying like to give a nude picture of yourself to a child? I think no, what I, she's, I think she's saying give someone a nude picture of yourself when you were a child. Yeah, I think that's what she's saying. Oh. Like she's giving a picture to somebody else. She didn't specify whom, but somebody else, a picture of her as a child nude. Well, I'm guessing as long as she doesn't have her own fist up or snatch, it's not that bad. <laughs> and uh, I, I have to question who the recipient is. Like, if that is someone on Craigslist who is exchanging that for an antique dresser that he has, then yes, that's an awful idea. But yeah. I, I just don't, I just don't understand a, a situation in which I would ever send a nude picture of of young dance to someone else yeah i i I can't imagine that either like i couldn't imagine giving like a six-year-old picture of me to some girl oh yeah here here i am naked you know now you've seen my dick now it's not awkward it hasn't grown (laughs) much since then but uh but but you know uh honestly like this this is weird i'd have to question the recipient are you giving this to your uncle are you giving this to your boyfriend or your dad you know or your school teacher this is just weird I'm yeah. thinking, don't there's give a, a picture of, of yourself naked to anybody. Yeah, there's a lot of variables. That's just a, that's that's an odd question. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, it's just it is. I mean, I guess technically, I mean, if a, if the dude's jacking off to it, it probably is child porn. I just think it's weird to give a a, a picture of yourself naked as a child to some to some guy. Like, I, I think it's just even weird for the guy to ask for it. Maybe he that's like his loophole that he found, and that's that's kind of his thing now. I would refrain from that type of activity there, Rachel. <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> There's I my also, two cents. <laughs> I concur. I, would, I yep. will add two more cents and say stop it. Across the board, that makes six cents. Stop doing what you're doing. Yeah, just don't give naked pictures of yourself, you know, before the age of 18. Like, really. After 18, totally do it. And you can email at the Sigaron podcast at hotmail.com. Yes. After 18, <laughs> please do. Yeah. Um, this is kind of cool. Some guy called up with a little story here. This is even a My Two Cents question. Hey, second round. This is Toothless Toby calling in. Uh, it's a frequent a caller here. Well, maybe not that long. Uh, but I got a funny story for you guys, and it has to do when I lived in Columbus, Ohio. I'm sure you guys really don't give a fuck about that. But <laughs> anyway, I was living with my buddy Nick, who got me into your guys' podcast. And I just recently broken up with a girlfriend, a stripper girlfriend. 
and uh, she had not known that I had gone up to Columbus, found out where I was. See, this now this is the classic insane stripper story. You can already tell it's going that way. Like, do you guys, how many strippers have you guys dated? I'm sure, since you, especially you, Jack, if you've worked in the industry for a while. Uh, dated or just fucked around with? Well, you know, people always ask that. Like, how many did you date? And it's just like, actually, I only dated, I think, the whole time one. Which, yeah, like, but, I, only, I only dated, like, two because I learned my lesson quick. Like, they're fun to fuck around with, but then when you start dating them, like, shit just gets crazy. Yeah, like, I, I remember I had a, 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 a manager that used to say, you know what, they're all fucking psycho. You just try to fuck the less psycho ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> and uh, they are. Like, I, I, that's, that's one of the reasons why I got fired in the first place is uh, messing around with this chick, and she just was insane, caused a ton of drama. Um, I, actually, I actually have a really good um, dating a stripper story, if, you, if, if I can tell it real quick. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, I, th- th- and this was actually the first stripper I dated. So, like, I, I started DJing in the clubs when I was 21, probably, like, three, four months after my 21st birthday. And, you know, you're 21, you're doing this, this shit's awesome, you know, it's like the greatest thing ever, like you never want it to end. Um, so I was kind of young and stupid and this, uh, you know, one of the dancers starts talking to me and stuff about how her boyfriend is kicking her ass and beating the shit out of her. And <laughs> at the time, I'm just like, that's fucked up. You got to get out of there. You're better than that. You know, you don't need that bullshit, you know, and me being the nice guy, she's like, oh, I love you now. So she leaves me to, you know, she leaves the dude that uh, that beats the crap out of her and starts <laughs> dating me. So Sounds like dating. a keeper. Yeah, right. I know. I, I, I brought her home to mom. She was uh, <laughs> she was happy with her. Um, so it started, you know, we were dating for like a year. And then uh, about a year later, dude started calling again. The, you know, the guy that beat the crap out of her. So he was just like, I've changed. You know, I've, I've got a full time job now. I bought a trailer for the both of us. Um, <laughs> and, and of course, and I'm not even making that shit up. Like he bought a fucking trailer for like a double wide. Yeah, I don't even think it was a double wide, honestly. <laughs> um, but, you know, so he starts talking to her. Of course, I don't know any of this, but like a like a dumb bitch, she tells everyone at the club and, you know, she's like, don't tell Jack, though. You know, I got to I'm going to I got to let him down this weekend, blah, 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 whatever. So she kind of lets me down. And of course, like, I mean, D, you know how it is in a strip club. It's like you tell one person one oh, thing God, and say yeah. and say, don't tell this to anyone. And, and it's everyone's business within a minute. Yeah. Within so, the within the hour, everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, she lets me that like, she comes up to the DJ booth I was working and she lets me know that it's not working out, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just a little lie into my face and I already know the whole story and I'm kind of pissed off. You know, I let it, I let it hang for a couple days. So I'm like, I got, how can I just, how can I get this chick back? Like, how can I, you know, just do something to her just to, you know, kind of stick it in and break it off. So I got her, uh, I got her a little going away present because, since uh you know since dude was going to be taking care of her got her got her a strip club you're not going to say herpes no 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 i i I dodged that bullet with that one so you know even child yeah even young and stupid i still wrapped it up (laughs) so uh i got her i got her this box i had it all wrapped up nice and and i was getting ready to leave and uh you know i told everyone i'm just like hey i'm I'm gonna give her this going away present everyone meet by the be by the dj booth in like five minutes so I, i had like a little crowd going around gave her like this big speech about you know how i'm gonna miss her how i hope everything works out and you know i hope dude treats her right this time and i gave her the going away present she unwraps it and it was a first aid kit 
everybody knew that she used to get her ass kicked, right? Yeah, it, it, was, wow. like, it was it was common knowledge. And like, you know, within a week of of her being back with dude, she came back, tried to get her job back. Big old black eye. You know, she probably was using some of the band-aids. Well, no, she like she she like it took her a second to figure out why I got her a first aid kit. She was a she was a smart one. And then just then just tosses it at my head once she gets it. She's like, oh, you motherfucker, blah, 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 this and that. And, you know, never, never came to retrieve it. And, you know, two weeks later, a week later, we see her with a black eye. I was like, see, I told you, you could have used that. God, I wonder how many kids she has now. God, you know what? I don't know. That was a that was way back when when I was living down south and uh, haven't really kept up with too many people down there. But she had one at the time. I'm guessing at least like. Two or three by now. Two or three more. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Well, let's um, let's see what happens with this one. Another crazy stripper story. Back on track. My buddy Nick had to go to work. And, you know, the only reason I thought she came up there is to get laid. I thought she was going to have sex with me. And when she got to the house, it was all good. Like, we were up in the apartment. She brought me to the side, like, into the bathroom. And her friend stayed out in the living room. I turned on the TV for her, and my buddy left for work. And, you know, so I'm in the bathroom with with my ex-girlfriend at this point in time thinking, hey, I'm going to get laid. Well, turns out she thought that I stole her daughter's piggy bank money <laughs> and decided to spray me with mace in my face. <laughs> All over, everywhere. Just mace. Completely everywhere. That it, it, it was terrible. Yeah, that's gonna make you lose Worst your thing, boner. Uh, it, that shit burns. It's not fun. Or make it uh, harder. So what I'm saying is, is that if your ex girlfriend ever shows up at the door, probably not a good idea to let her in. You're not gonna get laid. You're gonna get sprayed with mace. And not to mention, that's the first time Rules I ever met my men. Uh, they came running up the stairs big fat dude is like you want me to go after her? i was like what the fuck dude i just got sprayed with mace yelling screaming it was bad but like i said this is two toby uh keep it sick keep it wrong uh you guys are fucking awesome and i'm gonna keep listening until the day i die or you guys die so wow there's a dedicated fan yeah, um, I feel like that, that whole thing needs to be in a fortune cookie yeah <laughs> wow yeah i know you know once you date a stripper, you probably don't want to hook it up again. It's probably just not going to end well, you know? Yeah, it's it, it's one of those things, you know, it's like, you know, like like you said, you know, you know, it, it's it's fun to mess around with them, but it's just not fun to date them. Yeah, like I I was always that, that's the one thing like I I think I briefly mentioned this in the book, but it was the easiest point of my life ever to get laid, working there. And I've told people that. Like, usually if you go to a strip club as a patron, you're probably not going to score with the girls, you know, because you're a mark. You know, they're, they're not looking at you as, like, a potential lay, but if, unless you're a drug dealer. But if you work at a club, <laughs> uh, you can – it's so easy. Like, all it was for me was, especially as a DJ, you know, it's like the girl's up in the DJ booth, and you're just like, hey, what are you doing after work? You want to come over and smoke a joint? And that was it. And the nope. next thing you know, nope. it's just like, yeah, you're having sex with them. <clears throat> But you, that, but that's the thing you don't want to do it you don't want to have sex more than three times like you know successively you kind of you consecutive sex you want to wait maybe space it out do it every now and then because you don't want to once you start dating them that's when all the trouble occurs yeah that's 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 when the the, the switch gets flipped and and it's a, a very noticeable flip yeah yeah definitely. 
Um, all right, people, you can call in with your My Two Cents questions. We're always willing to dish out some uh, superb advice here. Uh, 206-666-3846 is that, uh, is that number. Um, people, as always, we say subscribe to the show on iTunes. It definitely helps us out. Um, just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, and rate and subscribe to the show. Uh, we appreciate it. It gives us more exposure. Also, Sick and Wrong t-shirts are available at the Sick and Wrong store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Their new designs will be up this weekend at the Cafe Press store as well. So lots of Sick and Wrong apparel out there. Uh, finally, here's Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Um, this is interesting, actually. Um, this came in from a girl named Sarah. She says, last week you were wondering why you didn't have more reviews on iTunes. She said, here's why. It's nearly impossible to write an honest review of your show that the fascist pigs at Apple deem appropriate. And I never even thought about this. She said she made one passing reference to ass blood in her review of Sick and Wrong, and they took it down. They won't even let you post a review that says ass blood. Don't know why she was talking about bleeding out of the ass in reference to Sick and Wrong, but it makes sense. I'm sure that at least half the reviews that your vulgar and extremely racist listeners submit are never posted because they're either completely unintelligible or would be considered hate crimes in most states. <laughs> Fuck Apple. You guys are the best. Keep it up. You know, that, that makes sense. I bet you a lot of people just write some horrible, vulgar comments, and uh, Apple just won't approve it. Apple's kind of puritanical in that, in that respect. That, that makes me want to start a band and name it Ass Blood and put our music on iTunes out of spite. You should totally do that, and then, I don't know, maybe uh, write something about, like, anal raping Steve Jobs' corpse. I think, I think you should start a contest to try to get one of your, one of your creative listeners to, to put a review up that's, like, the most eloquently worded review about ass blood. That, like, you know, that's a good idea, where they're, they're using innuendos, but not yeah, coming out and gotta, saying like, ass yeah, blood. talk about, like, fisting and, you know, just the, the most horrendous shit you can think of, but do it very professionally. Or maybe go to Urban Dictionary and find out other terms that reference that that <laughs> Apple might not be aware of. There you go. Just yeah. sneak it under the radar, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See, there you, there you are, people. You, there, there's your chance to be creative with your reviews. But, you know, I never thought about that. I bet you a lot of people have written reviews for us that Apple just never posted. So there you go. Um, Sarah also gave us a song here. It's called Blood In, Blood Out by Jedi Mind Tricks. So we're going to do that for the second wrong song of the week. And then finally, she ends this with a cryptic comment. Everybody dress up like Rambo for Halloween. Fuck yeah. Sure. All right. Okay. I guess I better start doing some sit-ups. Yeah, no yeah. shit. I got, I got a lot of push-ups to do. <laughs> I've always kind of been more into like the over-the-top Stallone era. Got to put the hat on backwards. Yeah, I, I could do Rambo. Pitch. I'm sure. I mean, it's still pretty cool. Um, thank you, Sarah, for sending that in. We're going to end the show here with Blood In, Blood Out by Jedi Mind Tricks. Hey, Dance and Jack, you guys have been great. Thanks for being on the show. Dude, thank you very much for having us. This has been yeah. Awesome. This this has been quite a treat, man. Thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome, and you're you're welcome back anytime. And uh, people, go to Twitter right now and type in Stripper Genius, and then follow because uh, that site your your page is hilarious. And uh, you, I mean, man. I check it. I, I check my feed like throughout the day and just kind of laugh. <laughs> so Stripper Genius, go follow. And uh, thank you, Lucian Grease from the Satanic Temple. Uh, Sick and Wrong completely supports the cause. Keep doing the pink mass ceremonies. And when Fred Phelps finally dies, hopefully soon, we will have the biggest party ever in Kansas. 
Uh, people, we'll be back next week with episode 393. You knew we weren't really going to stop. Until then, take it easy. One does what God does enough times. One becomes guidance. You put it together, you get what you want and desire enough times. He believes you become one who is wanted and desired and accepted. Because God has power. And if one does what God does enough times, one will become as God is.
the pupils the fucking pool and dried up oh fucking multi-stages of uh, human life man that was that was that was fucking awesome I know this is the drunk the drunk I, I haven't had a damn thing to drink oh my god funny shit 